Welcome to the Tiffany Micah podcast. What we do here is build the strength and courage in you to accomplish your big dreams and goals in your sport. No longer will you feel limited. You won't feel you're not good enough. You won't question whether you will make it. Those doubts will disappear because you will have the competitive edge over your opponents and leave them in your wake. And the bonus is others will notice. Listen up and take notes because I will show you exactly how to do it. Hey there, Tiff here. Welcome to the Tiffany Micah podcast. It's awesome to have you back. Welcome. And if you're new, fantastic. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you here as well. So what's the hardest thing do you think to deal with when you're competing? It's pressure, isn't it? It's that competitive pressure. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with that pressure when you're competing like how do you how do you actually do that well the first thing that what we need to do here is we have to actually identify where is the pressure coming from is the pressure coming from you is the pressure coming from your coach is the pressure coming from your team is the pressure coming from the opposing team or the opposing coach or the opponents that you're competing against if you're an individual sport? Is the pressure coming from your parents? Is the pressure coming from your friends or your peers in your sport? I'm going to guess and I'm going to say that the pressure is actually coming from you. Because as an athlete, really the pressure does come from you, doesn't it? That's why you're doing that. You're competing because you want to be good in your sport you want to be really good in your sport you want to perform well in your sport you want to perform to the best of your ability you want to win I get it of course you want to win why not why why else would you be out there competing winning feels awesome losing sucks no one likes to lose we all love to win and you want to also prove to yourself that you can do this And you want to prove to others that you can do it. And you want your coach to be proud of you. You want your parents to be proud of you. You want your friends to be proud of you. You want to feel good and you want to be proud of yourself. Because you know that you can perform to the best of your ability. Because you showed everyone that you could do that. And you're not having yourself on. You've done it right? That's why you compete because you want to prove that you can do this. You want to prove that you compete in your sport. You want to prove that you can win. You want to prove that you have the ability to be a world-class champion. You want to prove that you're a professional athlete. But when you're in practice and you're in training, you do really well when you do that, don't you? You actually perform pretty well, don't you? You actually do some pretty awesome things. Everything seems to flow so much better. You can you can do anything in it. But why can you do everything in practice and training so much better than when you're in a tournament 
or when you're in some kind of competition, what happens? Why is there such a difference there? And the difference is pressure. That's the, that is, it's the, it's the pressure. There's other reasons for that as well, but it is the pressure. And like I said earlier, where does the pressure come from? The pressure, does it come from you? Highly likely, of course it comes from you. But you may also feel pressure from your coach, from the opposing team, your opponents, your parents, your friends. There's all these varying pressures. But it's the pressure, it's the expectation that you've placed upon yourself. Because you're awesome in training. You can crush it. You're awesome in practice. You can crush it. But you just don't get close to that when you compete. And there's, there is a reason that that actually doesn't happen. And the reason for that is, is that you just don't practice under pressure. You really don't. I see that so much in golf. I see that so much in tennis. I see that, you know, I was, you know, I was like that too in tennis. But I see, I see that so much in every sport. Even the kids training at soccer, I see that. Because you may even, like if you're playing in a team environment, you may have the team divide up into two and you're competing against each other, but the pressure is just not the same because... You don't treat it the same. You don't treat it like the same time of pressure because in your mind, oh yeah, that's it's only practice. That's not as important as when you're competing. It's your mental attitude towards practice. It's your mental attitude towards training. Oh, well it doesn't it doesn't mean anything because it's only practice. It's only training I don't need to have that same mental focus I don't need to have that same mental attitude I don't need to feel any pressure when I'm doing that I get it because when I was training at at, at this tennis academy years ago and I was uh, pursuing my professional tennis career and I trained my butt off I sprinted, I did so many sprints, I did so much endurance training, I did so much practice, I did so much weight training, we'd play points against each other all the time, but I never treated it like it was the real thing, because in my head, oh well it's only practice, it's only practice, so even when I lost practice matches, it didn't really matter, because hey, you know what, Tiff, that's okay, it's just practice, How wrong is that attitude? Your practice sessions, your training sessions should be utilized to you working on bringing out your best that you can do in those sessions every single time. The best that you can do in those sessions. And what I mean by the best in you is your mental side. Your attitude towards training, your attitude towards practice in every single session because some days you just don't feel like it because you may be tired, you may feel sluggish, you know, because you've 
still going to school, still got well, going to college, still got lots of homework to do. And, you know, especially being a young woman and a woman, our menstrual cycles, they knock us about. Especially period time, we feel quite sluggish. I feel it. Even to this day, I feel it. I still get sluggish on the first day of my period. We get that. We get cramps. If you're a guy listening to that, that's what happens to us women, right? But we don't feel like it. That's really tough time. And other days, we're on, we're bursting, We're bursting out of our skin. We can't wait to get there. We're ready to bring out our best and we're ready to push harder. But when we don't feel like it, it's harder. And it's like, oh, well, I don't need to worry about that because that's just practice. I don't need to put that much effort into it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So I want you to approach it. This this is it. Um, something that you can do now. I'm, I'm going to share some more things with you very shortly. But what you can have in your head, especially in those days that you don't feel like it, there's two things that you can do. And this is the approach that I want you to have. Number one, show up. Show up. The hardest thing sometimes is just showing up, is just getting there. Show up is number one. Number two, do the best you can do on the day. So when you're in those practice sessions, especially when it's really hard or those training sessions that where it's really hard and you're like, I'm just, I just can't compete at this level that I could do yesterday or the day before. Your mantra in your head should be, I'm just going to give the best I can of me today. I'm just going to give the best I can of me today. Because that's all you can ask. That is all you can ask. Because if you go and have this mental attitude of, oh, well, you're not as good as you were two days ago. Come on, you suck. It's not going to help you. Because you're going to feel like you're constantly battling against yourself. All you can do is show up and then do the best that you can do on that day in those moments. So your mental approach should be, okay, I'm going to give the best I can of me today. Come on. Let's go. Give the best of me today. Come on, let's go. You have to figure out how you're going to respond to the ver- verbal language that you that you dish out to yourself. So like if I if I was to go and say to myself, which would happened in the past, if I said things like, oh, come on, Tiff, you suck. You're not as good as you were a couple of days ago. What's wrong with you? You're an idiot. Right, I don't respond well to that language. It brings me down. It doesn't fire me up. It makes me worse. And I know that because I spent many years beating myself up and speaking negatively like that to myself. That just made me get even worse in, in, in competing. See, told you you're a loser. You can't do blah, 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 right? Doesn't fire me it up at all. It may fire you up to speak to yourself in that way. Doesn't work for me. Never worked for me. To this day, it doesn't work for me. I don't, I don't even have those negative thoughts now. Those don't even pop into my head because I've worked on my head so much over the years. And you have to figure out what language you respond to. Is it going to be ne- negative language that pop, pumps you up? Some athletes respond to that really well. John McEnroe from years ago um, in the tennis world, that's, that's how he responded. I used to carry on and complain and everything like that. 
That got him going. Doesn't work for me. May work for you. But as a whole, I don't believe that many people actually really respond to that approach. I think there's a minority of people that respond to that. That gets them all fired up. But I think as a whole, it doesn't work. So why beat yourself up? Because you're not, you're not training as well as you did the day before. All you can do is do the best that you can do in those moments and show up, right? Here's an example. Like There's a guy I've been teaching just recently. Now, he's in his 60s. He beats himself up every time he goes out on the golf course. He actually hits the ball really well. He's playing off a really high handicap at the moment. And he steps on the tee and he says, oh, you're so bad. You used to play off 14. Now he plays off like 30, right? And in golf terms, that's quite high, 30. Now the way he hits the ball, there's no way he should be playing off 30. But here is an adult, right, that's been playing sport his whole life. He's, all his kids, they're growing up. He's got four kids that grown up. They've played sport too. He gets it. Like he loves sport. But all he does is beat himself up the whole time. So he rode himself off off after the first hole. He was telling me about um, when he played the other day. He said, oh, I stuffed up this, 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 and this. And then I did that on the second hole. And then he wiped himself out. You know, he's playing 18 holes. The first two holes, he's he's like, oh, well, you know, you're hopeless. See, told you you can't play. Told you you're useless. Stands over the ball. I'm not going to be able to do this. And that's right. He doesn't. He stuffs it up every time. And this is a this is a, a man in his 60s that says these things. And he wants to play well. And he's just competing in his local club, you know. But he still wants to play well, right? Makes you feel good when you perform well. Doesn't matter what level you're at. Doesn't matter how old you are, right? So we, we are working on changing his mental attitude because he can hit the ball. Hits the ball, great. But it's what goes on in his head that's actually stopping him from accomplishing what he wants to accomplish. When I gave him a lesson last week, his son said to him the next day because he went and played golf the next day, Dad, that's the best I've ever seen, I've seen you play in years because we just tweaked one little thing. But then he came back and he said, oh, you know, it went awful again. And it's his mental attitude, it's his approach to his performance that's holding him back from actually competing the way that he'd like to. And that's just in a local competition, right? So mental attitude is key. And mental attitude is key in your practice. Mental attitude is key in your training. You've got to take it more seriously than what you do. Of course, that's going to be the same in competing. But we have to also learn how to deal with pressure situations. How do we do that? What else can we do to to deal with that? Well, I'm going to share with you how you can do that in a moment. I'm going to give you another story though. There was this girl that I met last year from the UK. Her name, I've changed her name, but her, we, we're going to call her Emma. And 
she was telling me about her rowing because what happened, she had a rowing test. She'd been selected to be part of this talented, in Australia we call it talented identification program because of her height and so on and what she could do. She was um, selected to be part of the a rowing team in the UK with the opportunity to then become part of the Great Britain rowing team in the future to go to the Olympics and so on. And what happened to her was she had this uh, rowing test where they had to row for 30 minutes. They weren't allowed to see how uh, the speed that they traveled or anything like that or the pace in which they rowed. There was tape put across it and they were just timed by the rowing coach. She freaked out so much that about 25 minutes into it, she kept telling herself right throughout that test, you're hopeless, you're useless, you're going to be so bad, you're going to fail, they're going to kick you off the team, all of that right throughout that test. It was one of those ergometer tests, you know, on the rowing machine. And that's all her thought process was. So after the 25 minutes, she didn't even complete the 30 minutes because she had to do it for 30, didn't complete it, ripped the tape off, jumped up and started bawling her eyes out. I'm not going to be able to do this, right? And it was all that mental language, the way in which she spoke to herself that was actually causing the problem because it was the fear of not performing well. She knew she could do it deep down, deep down. But the negative language in which she spoke to herself, she convinced herself that she wasn't good enough to be able to do that. So what we did, I actually reached out to her when I heard her story and I said, look, let's have a chat. Because I could see the same thing that what I did when I was at the same age. She was 19 and and I thought she's not going to end up in a good place. She's going to end up giving up because of what's going on in her head like I did, right? Because I gave up when I was 20 on my tennis career of what was going on in my head. And I didn't want to see that happen to her. So I said, okay, these are the things that we're going to work on. We're going to work on your mental attitude. So we've got to start putting the right words into your head. So even if you start coming up with negative words, we've got to change that language. So what we did was we redid the language. So each time there was a negative thought or comment that she was going to say to herself, she had to write out a positive response and train that into her mind, right? She had to record it, put it in her head. Second thing that she had to do is in her training and practice sessions was she had to analyze her language after she went into those practice and training sessions. She had to analyze the language that she was using. What was the type of language that she was using? How was she speaking to herself? What were the words that she was using? Did she correct herself when it was negative? And the third thing that she had to do was she had to practice that rowing test many times leading up to the next one. I think the next test was like six weeks later. So I said she had to practice that rowing test at least once per week, at least. And the reason that she had to practice that rowing test is so that she knew how to cope with it when she was under that pressure. It was the same pressure. She had to row for 30 minutes. She had a piece of tape across the rowing machine. And then she had to then uh, work on how she was going to deal that, how she was going to talk herself through that 30 minutes. Do you know what happened after she did that over that period of six weeks or whatever it was? I think it was about six weeks. Not only did she complete the test this time, 
because she'd been working on it, hadn't she? Not only she completed it with confidence and in control, mental control. You know what also she did? She actually beat all of her rowing peers. So everybody in her team, she beat them. Everyone was blown away by what had happened. Like it was a complete change. Complete. And you know what I showed her? I showed her that she was capable of competing at that level. And she proved to herself, she proved to her coach, she proved to her peers that she could do that. She was capable of competing at that level. And what also happened to her was she actually got offered a rowing scholarship in the USA. Pretty cool, right? From that change. Completely changed her attitude in six weeks. Look at the results from when the first time she did it to being a blubbering mess, an emotional mess to being in control and actually beating all her peers who she thought were so much better than her because they had years of experience on her and she beat them. It was all in what we worked on with her head, how to deal with pressure situations, how to change the language. It's pretty cool, right? It was pretty cool. I was so excited. I was so excited for her. That can happen to you too. But How are you going to practice under pressure? That's really the question. Because I don't know what your sport is. But we have to figure out a way how you're going to practice under pressure. You have to come up with a way in which you can do that. So this is is something that I want you to be considering. Well, actually, I don't want you to consider it. I want you to do it, really. What I want you to do is I want you to come up with pressure plays that that actually compare... occur when you're competing and I want you to look at the pressure plays that come up it doesn't matter if you're an individual sports person or you're in a team you may have a particular position in your team have a look and analyze those pressure situations that you do not cope with or you know or you do you, you can do it a bit but you still struggle with it I want you to look at those ones that you don't cope with Pick one to start with because you can use this formulation to to do the rest later on. But pick one to start with. And what you want to do here with that is you want to come up with a solution of how to overcome that pressure play. So this is what I want you to do. Number one, what happens to you mentally under that pressure play? So in that pressure situation, when that comes up, mentally, what happens? Go into that space. What happens to you when that comes up? Number two, what do you do technically under pressure during that play? Because like I said, a lot of the stuff that that actually happens is going to be your mental processes. But technically, what happens to you when, when that particular kind of pressure play comes your way? What do you do from a technique point of view? Because I want you to get a really good understanding of that, especially mentally and then technically. Number three, What is going to be your new mental mantra that you can say as this pressure play is then approached upon you, right? Tiff, you've got this, or let's do the best you can, or 
come on, let's focus on this particular area. Something that's going to trigger you to stay and focused in the moment. A mental mantra is what we need. Number four, what new technique or new type of play can you do to beat it? You have to work it out. You have to work out what it is. What, how are you going to beat that play? Because if that play keeps coming up and you keep repeating the same pattern over and over again, keep making the same mistakes, keep making the same mental mistakes, keep freaking out, keep making those technical areas, technical errors, problems are still going to arise because you haven't dealt with it yet. How do you deal with it? Right? You have to identify that. And number five, what I want you to do is I want you to practice it religiously over and over again until it feels more automatic so that when that situation comes up you automatically click into that mode in the beginning you're going to have to think about it in the beginning you're going to have to technically feel it in the beginning you probably won't get the results that you're after because you'll be slow you'll still be trying to figure it out that's all right you keep working on it Because when that situation occurs during competition, especially when you've got yourself to that point that you're in automatic mode, you'll be excited about it because you're like, I've worked on this, bring it on, right? I know how to deal with this, bring it on. Come on, let's go, let's go. You'll be excited to approach it rather than, oh my God, here it comes again. Oh, I hope I don't stuff it up, right? Come on, I know how to deal with this, bring it on, let's go. And by the way, this should be your approach to every pressure situation that comes up for you. And it's called anticipation. You are anticipating the pressure and you've devised a method or I like to call a system to overcome it, but you've devised a way in which you can overcome that, right? You're creating a system to overcome it. That's what you've got to do. And that's what we do in the Get Focused Academy. I show you how through the athlete success system in the Get Focused Academy, how to get the results that you are after when you compete. So if you're not yet a member of the Get Focused Academy, it's time to join. So you go to tiffanymica.com forward slash GF as in Get Focused, GF dash Academy. I want to see you there. We've got to start getting you right. We've got to get you starting to deal with everything thrown at you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard today. If you've got friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes, I'd love you to share these episodes with your friends so that we can build the successful athlete community as big as we possibly can. And I want you to dream big, believe in you, go after dreams. Take care. Talk soon. Don't go anywhere, just hang on. Don't go anywhere. Let's crush it when we compete.
Have you signed up yet for the Successful Athlete Masterclass? We look at what's holding you back, what skills you will need to succeed, and how to accomplish your sports goals. Go to tiffanymica.com forward slash Sam. Look forward to seeing you there. Dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams. Let's crush it when you compete.